The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Howdy, howdy, folks. Welcome back to Hoot and Half. I hope that you're having a great day. I sure am having a good day. Every time I sit down with my buddy Mike Sheffer is truly the highlight of my day. And we have so much that we want to get into. And so just welcome. Thank you for being here. Let's just hop right into it. So I kind of want to talk about this, even though it's kind of none of our business, but we need to be on the lookout for it. The nut truck? No, we'll get there. We'll get something awesome just happened to us before you recorded this episode. But Ben Khan's car got stolen? That's the word on the street. If you guys don't know who Ben Khan is, he's one of our good friends. He's a hilarious comedian, internet personality. He's the co-host of Trillionaire Mindset, part of TMG Studios. We've had him as a guest here on this podcast, big supporter of Ben Khan. And Ben, for a long time, has had this uh, Volvo of his that... 1989 Volvo. It's his prized possession. It's his baby. He loves talking about it. You know, Ben's like a nice, good, frugal, practical guy. He's not a very materialistic man, but the one thing he takes pride in is his car. It's a gorgeous car, and he just posted on his Instagram story that it got stolen. What have you What have you heard from Ben? Well, I responded to it because he posted a story saying, stolen, if anyone has seen this, and it was him and Emil, and I wasn't sure if he was making a joke like Emil got, like, kidnapped or something which is not the best joke but i was just like did your car really get stolen he said yeah and it's his white volvo we'll put a photo of it up for you uh, what it's not like of a bluish tint uh i think it might be white the new one is blue the new one's like a bluish silver color he got a new one yeah oh this is the new one no the old one yeah he was gonna sell this one i think to some other co- he's a, like a big volvo enthusiast yeah. but you yes. don't know where it happened off the street uh, on the street in in his neighborhood do you think it's because it's an old car that it's easier to hotwire and steal for sure and it's probably been sitting there for like a few months because he doesn't i think it's uh he so has it's been like scoped out is that the word i think so um have you ever dealt with a car being stolen before no but i have the first day of college i brought my childhood bike it was a ryan nyquist bmx bike from harrow which in the 90s and 2000s was like the bike to get harrow h-a-r-o okay um there was like two like bmx brands ryan nyquist was my favorite bmxer got the bike when i was like 14 my prize possession ryan nyquist oh he he basically wasn't there also a skateboarder with nyquist rob lindquist i don't know rob lundquist isn't that a skateboarder? There's Henrik Lundqvist, who was the I feel like I had an English of teacher the... named Mrs. Lundqvist. Anyways, but do you, I only remember Matt Hoffman. <laughs> Matt Hoffman, was he had the video game, right? Yes. So Ryan Eccles was, I think, one of the players in the game. But what he did, he invented what's called the gyro. On the front of your bike, if you have brakes on the bike, you can't spin the front wheel infinitely oh. because the, the wires would get tied up so him and this company invented what's called the gyro and it's like a mechanism so that way you can have brakes and spin the wheel around infinity times without the wires getting caught up and it was like the first bmx bike to have that i had BMX that was intense it's insane it's like i think that was bmx tricks sometimes were harder than skateboarding tricks sometimes yeah like you are it's not just like oh you're jumping off with a piece of wood and some wheels on it you're moving a a giant frame of metal around yeah with wheels and you have to land on both wheels at the same time just wheelie and bunny hopping is all i knew (laughs) you never got into gyroscoping but let's go down so you had basically this bike i had my favorite bike i rode it every day could you do the trick uh i i was able to do one bar spin i think okay my, my claim to fame was i figured out how to stand up on like the middle bar and ride like cruise down and ride the ride the bike like it was a skateboard okay that was my claim to fame following it um and i brought so i had this all throughout my childhood and uh sophomore year of college moved out of the dorms moved into a house with a bunch of my friends 
moving day. I brought my bike, took it out of the car, put it up on our front deck, didn't chain it up, went inside for maybe 10 minutes. I just like was moving, so I figured, okay, I can leave my bike out for 10 minutes. Came outside, bike was stolen. Gone. First time I've ever had anything stolen. It is one of the worst feelings <sighs> I think you can experience. Did you did you put up signs? Has anyone lost bike nah, reward if found? I mean, growing up, like bikes got stolen all the time. It was like a thing. And if your bike gets stolen, you just know you're never going to see it again. They'll immediately take the wheels off. They'll spray paint it. They'll remove the decals. They'll just like scrape the serial number off. Bike thieves know what they're doing. And it was my first experience having something stolen. It's one of the worst experiences I think you can go through. I think I've had a bike stolen too. Have you ever had anything of like value stolen though that you can remember? Like, oh my God, someone stole this. Um, a handful of things, but I always ended up like kind of getting it back. Oh, you've gotten something stolen back from you. Yeah. Dude, Whoa. my phone got stolen when I was in high school. I had the LG Envy. Do you okay. remember that phone? Yeah. yeah. Where it was like the Verizon's version of a sidekick and it just folded open. It had the keyboard, everything, had yeah. like dual speakers. Um, and it was like my first big borderline smartphone. Like you could surf the internet on that phone if you tried, but no one ever did it back in those days. You could surf the internet. <laughs> but you know what, like you did that, like you pulled it open, you immediately thought it was going to charge you and your parents were going to ground you. Okay. So we had PE and PE, we had like lockers, but like physical need... exercise. Yes. Physical education. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Um, and uh, it was like a PE class in high school. And, you know, you had to go to down to the locker. You had to ch- get changed. And then I'm pretty sure you're supposed to have, like, your own lock for your lockers. If you get yeah. to bring your own lock for the lockers for in sure. the gym. Yeah. And, but sometimes, like, I didn't have my locker. Or people just didn't care because no one else was in the gym. And we would just leave our backpacks in there. Like, it was just a real lazy day. And I left my backpack in there. My phone was in there. And I came back and my phone was gone. So I was like, oh, I was like, my heart sank. I was like, shit. And I think I was pretty open with my parents that my phone had been stolen. I didn't get grounded. Um, And then, but I filed a police report with like the on-campus police officer. Did you have one of those? Oh, this is in college. High school. On campus? Yeah. Which I say, what, at school? I feel like campus is like a college word. Yeah, did you call your high? You're still your 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 high school is still a campus. I don't think so. I think campus is college. Maybe that's my own Uh, weird. In my head, I think any school grounds is a campus. Elementary school, we're on the campus. Yes, (laughs) junior junior day elementary. Anything that is. (laughs) Mom, can you come pick me up from campus? Because you're either on campus or off campus. You got to go to uh, lunch off campus at school. Oh, <laughs> uh, people defend me on in the comments if you think I'm right. Or what are you sipping on? I'm, I'm having a Dr Pepper Zero okay. Sugar. We, I don't know, since you know, quitting nicotine and quitting vaping, you're looking for another vice. Yeah, the only thing is these have caffeine, and like when it starts getting dark out, I don't like having caffeine. Okay, but let me get to the point. Yeah. So my phone gets stolen, devastated. My mom, I think, had like an old LG chocolate. She gave me that phone as like a substitute. So that's why they weren't that like my parents weren't pissed. They were just like pissed that, well, that was like a really nice phone. So reported it stolen. Then a couple days later, I'm, I remember I'm in like math class. I get a text message on my phone and it says, hey, what's up? And I'm like, who's this? Like, it's Sonia. You gave me your number at uh, lunch or, or this morning during like breakfast. And I was like. And you're, on gave, your, you're on your new phone. Um, and I'm on my new The chocolate. Phone. I'm on the, the chocolate. Okay. And I'm getting a number from some girl saying that I gave her number. And I know who this girl is at yeah. the school. She says her name, but I'm not close with her. She's like in a different grade. Okay. And I don't hang out with her. But I still try to keep my cool because I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. And I go, who gave you this number? She goes, Edgar. And... I was like, who is that? I went to a pretty big school. I then remember going home that night, getting out my yearbook, going through the yearbook, and finding Edgar. And I'm like, shit, this kid goes to my school. And he, and he, he, he uh, this is weird. If Sonia said that, but I didn't want to go confront any of it. So then the next day at school, I went... Our school was like multi-levels, had balconies and stuff, and I knew where like mostly everybody like hung out after school. Did you assemble a squad up. of friends no, for backup? No, I just sat there at the end of school, and I hovered over on the third floor looking down to like the second floor watching this kid talk with his friends, and sure enough, he whips out my phone, 
and it's using it and like taking pictures on it and like talking to people, like showing it off. So in my head, I'm like, what? Like that's my that's my phone. Yeah. So one, what an idiot! Where he is going around giving people your my phone number? number. And so what? The number could... was tied to both phones, or how did that work? I don't know. I'm okay. pretty sure we deactivated. So he was just faking it, okay. or maybe it did okay. work. I don't know. It was 2007. It was a different time. <laughs> no Apple ID sign in. Strange times. Yeah. Man. I would just yeah. So I then go to and I tell the police officer on campus, and I go. These are the text messages I got. This kid goes to our school, and I saw him with my own eyes that he has it. And this was, I swear, end of first semester, like mm-hmm. winter, Christmas time coming around. We then this goes on for months. The police officer then tells us that oh he, what this wasn't like a same day. Okay, we're gonna go get your no. phone. So then they so then they filed up or uh, followed up with uh, me and told me we had given. Oh, we talked to him, and he says he had the phone, but no longer has it on him anymore. Bullshit. So, do you, so do you guys want to continue to press charges? And my mom's like, absolutely, we're going to like continue to press charges. But it was the longest process of getting this phone back. So It never occurred to you to go up to me like, hey, give my fucking phone back. No, I didn't want to mess with this kid, dude. No. You didn't want to get like your dad to come down to the school and like uh, shove him I into a locker? My dad, I'm, one, I don't think my dad is that kind of like a guy... And it's just, or to be like, give the phone back or something. I don't know. I did not know this kid. I know, you know, <laughs> he, uh, this kid, this kid was like serious, even though looking back, I was probably two feet taller than him, but like, this yeah, kid was, and he was like a 14 year old kid. Yeah, I know. But like, I, yeah, I know looking back, but like, I just think we just didn't want to like risk any conflict. Sure. We are. He's already admitted to it. I'd rather also get the money back more than anything. Fair enough. Because the thing is, I wasn't that in love with the phone. I wanted a sidekick too, but I couldn't because I didn't have T-Mobile. So <laughs> I then I end up going to Young Life Camp, and I remember I get back from camp. I'm pretty sure this is how it all went down. And my mom goes, "So guess what? He finally brought the phone back." And by this time, the phone's out of style. Yeah, it's eight, I, a year old. I have like the LG Voyager. I have a touch screen now on like yeah. my front screen of my phone. Um, but I got it back. I finally got it back. And what happened? How did they get it back? I think he realized, he goes, well, if you don't bring this phone back, we're going to press charges. And this kid did whatever he had to do. But he pushed it for months. And but ended up getting my phone back. Do you still have the phone somewhere in like a junk drawer in your parents' house? You know what? Probably. We usually keep phones in my house. Are we you... should put it on set. That'd be a nice memory. You think so? Yeah. Uh, are you? Did you keep all of your old phones? I keep the boxes. I, I do all that. I don't know what what it is about keeping those Apple boxes. Isn't that such a bummer about like technology? Is knowing that it's always dying. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah, and the older the technology that we have, the longer it lasts. So like, if you have a typewriter from the '60s, that's going to outlast a phone. From 2007. Is that true? The newer the technology, the shorter the lifespan. And that is called what? Planned obsolescence. obsolescence. Very nice. Come on. Come on. Hey. My brother, do you see Sam is in the new Apple commercial? I, okay, yeah. For the new Apple M2 chip laptop. Yeah. uh, I saw a clip of it. I haven't seen the full commercial in full, but... uh, I didn't know either. Yeah. They reached out to him. Sam Sheffer, my brother does like youtube reviews of stuff and uh they their new product the m2 they do these videos where they'll explain the, it's like their keynote but in the opening of the keynote they pulled a bunch of clips from other tech youtubers raving about the m2 and they picked one of sam's clips and put them right before did they, they invite him to the keynote it wasn't a keynote it was like a video they didn't like actually do an event it was just in a product announcement oh um but he's like right in the beginning and uh but yeah tech, uh, sometimes I'll realize I like have pieces of technology or whether it's like an old camera or something and it's just sitting in my drawers. Like it's weird we hold on to wires thinking they're going to be of some importance to us. Uh, Im- but you know what happens. The day you throw that wire away you're like, "You know what? I need to actually print something." And then you go to look for the wire printer and you're like, "Ah, oh, I threw it out." Yeah, I'm so, I'm selling my Oculus Link on eBay. Uh, Oculus right Link. Oculus Link. It's so there was a Oculus VR game. I wanted to play that Groundhog game yeah, that was yeah. only on the Oculus Rift, but I figured right. out if you have an Oculus Link cable, you can connect it to your PC and play it. It's a bit of a hack, but I only bought it just for that. Have you played I know the game? I'm never going to use that cable again. Did and you it play was the like game? Eighty bucks. What? You played the game? I played the game. Loved it. It was worth buying, but I'm, right now I'm like, I got to sell this because it's just. Losing value all the time. Yeah. But it's kind of nice that we like 
keep our old cell phones around. <laughs> Is that like yeah? Because now, or like it's weird. iPhones they're so they're so great. You can do so much with them, but they're so boring. We had, I know. We had all of these different types of models when we were oh younger. yeah oh that was the phone that twisted. That was the phone with the camera in the back. Yes, and... you had a whole different new experiences with them. You had to relearn really how to use the phone. That was a great day when you got a new phone. You had to like learn the operating system and be like, okay, what? Wait, so what's the home button? How do you go back? Yeah, where's the messages app? Oh, there's email on here. And you would set like a pattern. Like remember on Androids? Oh God, I never had one of those. You never owned it had an android no. your first smartphone was an iphone uh yeah my first smartphone was an i used to have the i had the original nokia though the one with snake on it the okay blue... there was so like the nokia 1038 yeah like, yeah they, they were all numbers like they didn't yeah that really was have... i had that was my first cell phone i'm pretty sure i had that phone my first phone was a nokia yeah that was the best truly peaked we didn't need anything else t9 texting Fast enough. We'll be right back after a quick word from today's sponsor, Rocket Money. Do you know how much your subscriptions cost? Because most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when actually it is closer to a total of $200 per month. And if you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they have forgotten about, like streaming services that you bought just to watch one show or a free trial that you never ended up using. And Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want or need anymore. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. I have been using Rocket Money this entire start to 2023, and let me just say it has brought so much peace of mind and clarity when it comes to me and my own personal finances. I found out that I was subscribing to things I never even even knew about and my money was going to and knowing that I've stopped it and now I'm able to save my money makes me feel so so good all thanks to rocket money so stop throwing your money away cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash hoot that's rocketmoney.com slash hoot rocketmoney.com slash hoot and now back to the episode should we tell the people what just happened to us uh, the nut truck. The nut truck. The, <laughs> the nutmobile. Nut I think there's another word they also use for it. But you know planter's peanuts yes. for the people listening, people watching. And you know, like, uh, Wiener or Oscar Mayer. <laughs> you guys know Oscar Mayer Wiener. Uh, they have the Wienermobile. That's like, that one's like a little bit more well-known, right? I think so. I think they're both pretty... But so this is a peanut version of that, basically. Yes. It's a giant peanut truck. Uh, it had visited you guys... Yeah, last year, uh, Adam's manager, I think, set it up for us. It came to one of my friend's houses that were visiting. And it's basically what looks like a converted school bus, but it literally looks like a giant peanut Yeah, on the road. It's insane. It's in, it, it turns heads. And um, uh, yeah, last time it was here, I was out of town, and finally it was able to stop by the lovely team. Of, and uh, it's the because peanut. someone asked about it on Hoot and a Half when we did our Q&A episode. Someone asked, have you ever written on the planter's nutmobile did they really that's how this all happened and we put i think i posted that question and we answered it on the episode someone saw that emailed <laughs> the planters people and was like hey they talked about you on hoot and a half they emailed well shout out to those people yeah, and now we set thank it up you, thank you for making it happen yeah. so the lovely uh, planters people it was uh alexa grace and kevin yes they came in their planters peanut mobile they came and it was so cool David came over. Jason came over. We also saw Carly and Aaron. We took we took a ride in the Nutmobile from your house to Carly and Aaron's house, and it's crazy. Everyone is pulling out their phones. Kids are waving. You're throwing peanuts out the window. I'm, I'm, I was like munching on a bunch of peanuts too. They're really really good. I'm kind of craving them bad right now. Um, that was really fun today. Yeah, that's like a nice little Tuesday in the office. Yeah, sure, you could say that. Is <laughs> uh, there? Have you ever been on the Wiener? No, the Oscar Mayer uh, I, th I think I think at South by Southwest one time I like saw it 
and I felt like I couldn't go in there because they're not kosher. So I was like, I'm not going to go in. Oh, they're not kosher. <laughs> I mean, I'm being dramatic, but yeah, I, I don't think I went in. I've seen it before. It also looked a little bit smaller than the Nutmobile. The Nutmobile is pretty spacious. Sp- I, yeah, it could fit quite a few people spacious. on there. But and there was a big TikTok that went viral recently where the planters Nutmobile saw the Oscar Mayer Wiener passing on the highway. Yeah. And they filmed it and it went like super viral. And it was those those people that filmed it. I know. That was so cool to like see that and talk about uh, that with them. Yeah. Um, those are like always those cool internships or yes. jobs that they pitch at colleges that you wish you could get, but only a select few are ever going to get that position. Yeah. I was think that's th- what they were doing before. They were at UCLA recruiting people. Was there any job like that that you really wanted? Not really. I don't think there was not that many cool. I mean, we were in Rutgers and it was a lot of New York City. Everyone was like, oh, I want to get a finance internship and everything was finance and business and it wasn't anything like yeah. that I can remember. Why? Did you have something at your school that was like, I oh, just this remember is the when internship. the Oscar Meyer uh, one was uh, being oh, pitched. Oh, they, they're a Texas company, right? Oh, are they? It sounds like it. Oscar Meyer? That know. sounds Texas to you? I don't know. I don't know. I, but I was telling the people on the Planters Peanut thing, I had a memory of one time I was on an airplane when I was a kid, and we got off the plane, and there were all these people cheering, and then like a whole parade of kids who were also on the flight. And the kids on the flight were contest winners for the Oscar Mayer like, singing contest. And they all got off the flight, and then they got onto the Oscar Mayer Wiener bus. Wienermobile. <laughs> Outside, and I remember being like so jealous of these kids winning a contest that I <laughs> that I was not a part of, didn't enter, but I just like it looked like they were just having a great time. Yeah, I always wanted to win the Nickelodeon ones where you would get, get to go to Nickelodeon Studios or go to a Toys R Us and fill up your cart with as much things yes. as possible. Do they not, do they not do that anymore? Like I couldn't tell you, but I don't even think that was a TV show. The the the. The shopping spree one. Yeah, it was just like these interstitial commercials on Nickelodeon. Vivid memories. They would just uh, stuck in your brain of a kid going through a toy store, yeah, getting whatever what they want. What would have been? And and it's always fun to think about. Like, what would have been your strategy? Where would you have gone? We like talked about this with my dad. We'd be like, okay, you only have one minute. You have to fill up your cart with as many things as possible. Go to the electronics section and just put as many video game consoles as you can. Get all the video game consoles and then either return them for store credit or sell them on eBay and then get the cash and then go buy what you want. Ah, see, yeah, that's what, like, we would just yell at the kids the whole time. The the kids would just be stuck in the Play-Doh aisle, (laughs) getting distracted. There's nothing worse than, like, the attention span of a six-year-old kid. And they uh, weren't. But then do you also remember, like, the bicycle aisle? Oh, yeah. They would just grab the 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 papers. The papers. And I was like, just go down the whole thing. (laughs) Grab them all. Throw them in there. Yeah. Man. Wow, that was a good memory. We got to pull up some of those uh, Nickelodeon clips. Yeah, and just react to them. That'd be fun. Uh, we, that's what I'm also thinking. What if we like got like a new set where we could really pull things up, like a TV? Yeah, that's easy. We can do that. I know. I've always loved the vibe of our set, but I've just been considering like if we were to revamp it, how would we do it? Throw- I love this couch, but I feel like it has to go. It's really big. You think it's too big? If we don't have a lot of guests, it's not that I just bad, want to but... enhance the lights, enhance the cameras, and then do something. Maybe if we're just more at a table. Oh, and I, I, I'm open for it. If you guys have ideas for what we can do to please, guys, 2023 set. A uh, table could be interesting. Yeah. What's that? We got a lot of leg in this in this version of the podcast. A table yeah. could be interesting because I think we're 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 still gonna like have people on the podcast visiting, but it's not gonna be it's gonna be less of an interview thing and more of just a conversation. That's what we're kind of putting out there because sometimes there's just so much formality that goes into like interviewing someone where. You guys as listeners, I would much rather us get into like the nitty and gritty of us talking about a lot of other stuff rather than the the formalities of the of, how'd you uh, get your start, how did you from? get start, and yeah. all that. I I personally just feel like a little burnt out on those types of questions, and so I'd rather just get other people's thoughts and opinions about other stuff. Um, just a good hang, yeah, definitely. You met my parents. I met your parents. Lovely people, Melissa and Benny. Or Mama Sheffer and Abba. Yeah. Why, why do you call your dad Abba? It's Hebrew for dad. 
Oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know if that was like a nickname or nope. anything. Hebrew for dad. You'll hear do a lot you, of Jewish people call do him. You, do you never call your dad dad? Never. Ha- only if I'm like kind of being a dick. I'm like, what's up, dad? Like, uh, it's like weird. Uh, Abba. It's weird. He's not. Dad is like what, a weird what, word. When he becomes a grandpa, what are you going to call him? Saba. Saba? That's so you grandpa. graduate from Abba, Abba to, to Saba. Saba. Yep. And uh, what do you call your, your mom's just mom, right? Yeah, but some people call their mom Ima. That's in Hebrew. Ima. Ima and yeah. then if it's a grandma, it's Sima? No, it's Safta. <laughs> Safta. Safta. Ima Safta. Abba Saba. <laughs> <laughs> what is so funny? Sounded like a Harry Potter spell. Ima Saba. Abba Safta. <laughs> they visited for how many days? Uh, three. Got picked them up Friday morning. They were here all day Friday, and my brother Sam visited, who now lives in San Francisco. Yeah, your mom, the first thing she said when she saw me was like, did you brush your teeth? Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> uh. She asked me if she could make that joke, and I was like, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? From That was from a Good Influences episode where Matt yeah. shared oh, with the okay. world. But both of your parents, I was I thought this was kind of interesting, because I know the people like don't know. Your, yeah. your parents were both born in Israel, yes. but your mom was raised spent, in America. Raised in America. Yeah. When did your dad move here? Uh, right before they got married, when he was like twenty eight. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because your dad has like pretty, pretty thick accent. Pretty thick accent. Yeah. And then, but in my head, I didn't want to like, I don't know, immediately be like, why do you talk different than no, her? Like, dude, we always even like in high school, all my friends is to like make fun of the way he talks. Like when he says Daron's name, he goes Daron, Daron. Yeah, it's uh, no, you're totally fine. They loved you, and they loved Patricia. Great. It was great. Cool. That was that was a fun, fun afternoon. Yeah. So that was that was quite a quite a thrill, but. I do have my sick waterproof shoes. I did. Oh, I forgot to put mine on. Um, fucking love these things. They're so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was great, and like, I really appreciate you taking the time on a Saturday afternoon to come by and hang. And Ella was there of too. And of course, Mike. Yeah. You know what? Uh, this weekend, I hardly did anything. I didn't even like go out and really party and drink. I drank on Saturday, Sunday night, but I don't know. Is it because of the rain? The rain makes been me a not want to go do things, even though I love the rain. When it rains in LA, I almost get like a little bit of anxiety about the rain, and I'm gonna and I'm sad that it's gonna be over. Yeah, that's a weird thing. When it stops for like a day or two, you're like, oh, I just want it to rain again, and then it came right back. But why? Because it doesn't rain that often. You can go months in la and it never rains it's a nice and, change of pace it's so, exactly but it's just very rare and i like to like soak it up when i can and sometimes it's like an inconvenient day when it rains i i don't know i was just like a little it makes just me feel that better it's going away yeah i love the thought of knowing that it's going to rain straight for three weeks i love that feeling you might be the only person because it's like truly Weather is like just an act of God. There's nothing you can do. You can't do anything Everybody, about it. Nobody can do anything about it. So I I like it when it rains. Let's see if it's going to rain again. I don't think it will. Yeah, no more rain in the forecast. We did it. That's it. <sighs> Golden sunshine. Golden sunshine. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but, oh, but yeah, I guess that made me not want to do anything. But I've also been so worried if I'm past the party like phase. Uh... <laughs> You did turn 30. I know, but it's, dude, it's weird. Just, uh, drinks just aren't hitting the way they used to. There's, yeah, I mean, aging is a process, growing old and having new experiences, but it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Yeah. I, I'm so far clean on dry January. I haven't had a sip of liquor. And you haven't drank at all this nope. entire month? I, nobody's noticed. I mean, I'm you, haven't, re- you haven't complained at all. I know. I, well, I already did the three month stint last year. Okay. And then I had a few. We'll call them slip-ups, but I chose to... I wasn't like, oh, God, I'm, like, home alone. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just want to do a dry January, and I haven't had any downsides. I feel like I'm being able to, like, tap into that hyped energy without the requirement of boozing up. It's been great. I really want to start a book club of sorts this year, and I know you have the Knitting Club, which is, like, really great, and I'm very envious of that. I want to join it, but, like... There's always something going on on a Wednesday, and you guys kind of start early, and I have to go to the store, and just life gets so busy. But I've been talking to a friend about starting a book club, which I feel like is a little bit of a okay easier club to start. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you commit to it. That's or, what I will because I have been a part of two book clubs started by dudes. Nobody ever commits to it. <laughs> Girls, when they make a book club, it happens. Yeah. Girls love. Talking about books with other girls. Okay. I'm not making this a gender thing. It's a girl it's just that I'm going to start it with. I've observed. Girls are more like, and also it's just because it's the quality of books. A lot of books out there are written for girls, 
or just I don't know the feminine perspective. They just like them better. So, and a guy book would be like, let's let's read. They serve beer in hell by Max. Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, for the first book club, we're gonna what read is that? Wait, what is that book? I hope they serve beer in hell by like Tucker Max. Tucker Max. Yeah. Here's the plan. Okay. The the the, the reason is is because I read sometimes not as much as I should. Uh, Everyone says that fictional books. This I usually don't read fiction, so it's also an opportunity for me to read fiction because I think there is value in it, but I just never had the urge to do that. So. Or All plan- I read is fiction. I know. I can't. Nonfiction. Give me the guideposts. Sum it up. <laughs> Summaries. Because like reading paragraphs of things that are about the same idea, unless it's like a Malcolm Gladwell book. Okay. Tell me a story of, of a phenomenal, a case study of something and why it's interesting. A lot of nonfiction cool. is very repetitive. Yes. And there is there are certain techniques to reading them where. Like, for example, when I read some of these uh, nonfiction books, I will read the last chapter first because that's usually a summary of the entire book. And then I'll go and I'll read like the first two pages of a chapter and the last two pages of a chapter. And if I like what those have to say, then I'll go and read the full chapter. Like, yeah, I don't I, believe any of this, but sure. You don't believe that I do this? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, yeah, I'm serious. Nah, okay. Because I, I, I know think you've you, done this. I think you've done this twice. Yeah. And I, you say that this is what you do. Yeah. I have, I've started doing this. Okay. All right. Great. I've done it, I have done it exactly twice. And okay. I'm recommending it to you as a thing that I've discovered because. Do yes, you do this before or after the cold plunge? Uh, I haven't been doing the cold plunge in the last like week, mostly because it's been raining and like. It does take a lot of energy out of me, I've realized. And when my parents were it coming... It takes energy out of you. It, it's like a physically demanding thing to go through. Because when you go in the cold plunge and then you come out, your body has to expend a lot of energy and burn a lot of calories to heat your body back up. Which is why it's good to do for you. Okay. You don't believe this. The uh, Burning the calories and the energy now being like... It's dip. a shock. If anything, no, it just sounds like a hit. It should be making you energized. It, yeah, but I I, f- I think I have some sort of like deficiency somewhere. I need to go take to a doctor. Take some vitamins. I do take vitamins. Which ones? Uh, multivitamin and vitamin a D. one? Yeah. Cool. One a day. Vitamin or what's D? it called? Uh, vitamin D and, yeah. and uh, nature, well, honey you naturals. You know what I take? Zinc. <laughs> no, I don't. Even I don't know. I take men's multivitamin, a, pro, a prebiotic, glutamine. Vitamin D, two fish oil pills. Fish oil? Yeah. How are those burps? <laughs> this is no fishy aftertaste. <laughs> Haven't had any problem with it. Okay. Sorry, I just made that all about me. Do you Let's feel better? Do you feel better the... taking these pills? Uh, yes. Oh, also before bed, I take magnesium uh, glycinate. Yes, I do that. And I take ashwagandha. I take ashwagandha when I go to bed and ashwagandha when I wake up. And you feel a difference taking all these medicines? Yeah. I feel like I've been a less squirrely in my head. I'm more calm. And you've quit the nicotine. And I've quit the nicotine. I don't even think about it anymore. Well, here's my question is, do you want to join the book club? Yes, if we're reading fiction. Yeah, we'll be reading fiction. The, the first book that we want to read is called The Goose, I think. Have you heard of this? No. It's in the same category as like that book Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow you okay, got. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen them on similar lists. The Goose. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. The Goose. I think so. Okay, cool. Um, like, how often a- is book club? Uh, this is my question. I, I've done some research. <laughs> Someone else I know is in a book club. They meet once a month. So you basically read the book and then talk about it. But I know that some book clubs meet up like every week. So you read, let's say, two chapters, talk about it, where you think it's going, whatever. And then there's websites that will give you prompts for questions in the discussion. So I don't know. The the format of it has not been determined. So I'm, I'm open to any suggestions you may have about uh, how to the run only it. Thing, like, the big thing that's challenging with book clubs is everybody has to agree once you get to that point you have to stop reading right. for everybody to catch to up. Talk, to talk about it because I hate talking about like a book when someone's like five chapters ahead right you'll be yeah. like going this part really moved me and they go well get ready for the next few <laughs> and then you're like shut up like you like this like you yeah you but I know book clubs are great. They're good. I just hopefully everybody is on the same pace and taste and enjoy reading certain types of books. I'll, I'll ask you a very direct question then. Yeah. Do you think the book club would be better suited where you have to read the whole book and then we meet and talk about it? Or do we read like half the book and then meet, talk about it and then read a third of the book? Like, Or is it just this is what we're reading and we're going to talk about it when it's done? That's a good question. It all depends with different people. I think with you... I don't know. Do you like talking about books while you're reading them with people? Or do you like to talk about it after? Do you have that like post-movie? I like talking about a book I'm reading with somebody who has already read it. Got it. And uh, so they have getting, their their, getting their perspective. approval and excitement of where I'm at. Because okay. right now I'm reading A Little Life by Hanya. I'll... <laughs> 
very intense Japanese last name. Not intense, just like hard for me to get in my brain. It is one of the most excruciatingly painful books I think I've ever read. Gosh. It is so damn depressing. A Little Life. For the people who know, you know. And Brooke Averick has read it. Sally Dar has read it. Sure. And my buddy Reed, I don't think he's read it, but he told me about it. And I've just been like, I check in with them and I'm like, this book is really, really hard. And they're just like, yeah, get ready. So here's my other thought. Okay, sorry. Is there a world in which a knitting club can also be a book club at the same time? Can you knit and talk about a book at the same time? Or are you guys really focused? Yes. I actually kind of would like that if we did it. Just so you have somebody to talk about. uh, Some of the members of the group are really fast readers. Yeah, so you can read the whole book. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't sound so enthused. (laughs) Knitting club I've been a little bit of a bitch at lately. Oh, do you want to share? I just, I'm sick of people showing up to knitting club and not knitting. Some people show up to knitting club and just. Right into the lens. <laughs> and they just chat. Don't come to knitting club if you're not going to knit. And I've had to like speak up a few times. There's like three people who come to knitting club without their needles and they just come in and gossip and they make the whole conversation about that and not. I'm not saying the conversation needs to be about knitting, but it's just, you know. Just a sip and knit kind of like... I get it. Calming. Yeah. Or sometimes we're watching something that's like way too distracting or just junky. We're watching <laughs> junk reality TV while we're knitting. And Nightmare. I don't like that co- uh, 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 combination. combination. Yeah. I don't. And I, the thing is, is I've actually been really slacking knitting lately. Um, I'm working on a sweater for myself. Because I was told, you should knit something for you. You've knit a baby blanket oh. for... Uh, Patricia's my niece and then um I knit a vest for Patricia I just need to knit a male sweater but I'm now on the part where I need to um like cast off like the areas for just the the neck and it's just it's it's a part where like I really can't chat with anybody I have to just sit there and focus on doing it and I have not been able to sit down and do it so I've been stressed and I need to knit a baby blanket for my cousin who's having a baby and I told her I would and she's like I swear about to pop any moment <laughs> and I'm stressed but I think she'll be fine baby's a baby for a long time yeah yeah you stress yourself out with a lot of these things yeah I don't know really what that why that is did you answer all your texts this morning yep okay I did I Caught feel up? I feel really embarrassed by that clip though on good influences of me talking about why because it. it made it seem like I have to do it when I was admitting to something that like I'm embarrassed that I have to do it or it made me or though I'm worried if the way I was coming across was like this is what has to be done I don't think that that's in any indication of what you said <laughs> thanks Mike. it's more of just like you're a little overwhelmed as everyone is with just technology and messages and energy dividing among people that want it from you and totally valid that's why people watched it because they agree with it yeah oh have you had these this is not an ad folks this is not an ad primmy <laughs> it's prime i you know. know i haven't had it Logan i know what it is Paul and was it who is it ksi you know they have yeah, you had just regular prime never had any prime the regular prime delicious it tastes dude like a drink you had when you were a kid it's so hard to put your finger really? on it and Aren't then, they like going nuts in the Midwest for it or something, or in Australia, no, in London, or like, oh. or yeah, like Australia? They like people fly off the it. shelves. I don't think we buy it. I think Logan Paul actually sends it to us, which is funny because oh, it's like, vegan. Is it really? I mean, take most... a sip. Ooh, that's like Mountain Dew. Yeah, zero sugar. Whoa, that's really good. Dude, it's so yummy. And there's a blue raspberry one. Wait, zero sugar? I was going to say, I was going to think this is like 30 grams of sugar. That's crazy. Yeah. What's in this? That's really... Dude, and it's... Yeah, the crank is so... Like, I know I don't feel like I'm, I want me to punch a wall. I feel <laughs> like really clear-headed. It's like 400 milligrams of caffeine, which is like a lot, right? Wow. I mean, I don't really know what these ingredients are, but coconut water, co- filtered water, citric acid, natural flavor... Wow, it, that's really good. I don't think there's any dye. It's not good like job, a- Mr. Paul. As if I'm the first person to fucking talk about this. That's really that is really good though. What were we just talking about? Oh, I think you should start book club. The Goose. Hopefully, that sounds like something. I think is I have too many books though that I want to read. Okay, we'll we'll start it without you and maybe uh, recruit. I want to read Brett Easton Ellis's new book. Oh yeah, that's cool. The Shards. Um, dude, the, I've been having the, the worst back pain lately, man. Didn't you used to be the guy who was like, I just never had back pain before. Yep. I don't get it. Yep. I Dude, I said that all the time. I was like, I don't get when like Todd and Zane have bad back pain. 
I've never had good lower back flexibility. I think it happened when I was skiing. Like something messed with me. I think you should get Fadi over to the house and, and have him fix you. For the people up. who don't know, Fadi is a deep tissue massage guy, osteopath. I'm something worried along those lines. that it, like someone's he's gonna mess it up, dude. Absolutely not. He fixes people. That's what he does. But what is he like a chiropractor as well? I don't know if I think chiropractor is a little bit of like a scammy thing. I feel like he's, he's like spine is like compressed and it needs to be dude, decompressed. He is like he studies the body. He went to school for this. He uh, he has like really good clientele. He works on athletes. I'm worried I have cancer. No, you don't. You're just 30 years old and you've been not flexible and you went skiing and you overexerted yourself. Yeah, I know. That's what happens when you get older. What's weird is like I don't ever have like weird uh, hypochondriac or like cancer fears, but this my lower back. It, that's it makes me feel like something like I have some cancer or I have or I have sepsis. I always think I have rabies. Okay, how? What? Wait. What do you mean? <laughs> right, go on. Do you know about rabies? I know that it makes you hydrophobic. It's it, it is the deadliest of... disease a human being can get. As a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance of killing you if if you get the first Without symptom it untreated. No, no, no. Once you once you are symptomatic, you're fucked. But you don't know if you have rabies until you get the symptoms. So How do you like usually get rabies what from is a bite? Like a, from a bite. A bite a of bite like a bat. A it could be. It could be like a bat. Like there was a case of a woman who like went into a cave and had like a tiny, tiny little bite on her neck, and she didn't even feel it when it happened, and just saw like two little red dots. Didn't think anything of it. She got rabies. Turned out it was rabies. <gasps> And it's 100% if you, once you show, so like, for example, though, if you get bit by, let's say like a fox or you get bit by a dog or like a cat, you want to go get the rabies vaccine. They'll give you like shots in your ass and then you get the vaccine. Should we always be getting vaccinated I, that's but what for I rabies? Think, but like in the US. I'm pretty sure I have a, the vaccine for rabies. I don't know how long it lasts, but like in the US, they've done a really good job of eliminating animals with rabies in the wild. Like in the 90s, they were rounding up all the rabid dogs and rabid cats and like they euthanize them because it's just so deadly. But Sometimes, like, I have a headache, and I'm like, oh, man, do I have fucking rabies somehow? <laughs> and then once you have rabies, once you have your first symptom, you're going to die. It's just a matter of time. It's so scary. It's I'm this- scared of snake bites or just getting, like, walking by and just something going. Yes, that's insane. Like, going into, like, the, like I'm always worried, like, a snake has somehow snuck into a room. No, they're not going to be in a house. You never know. No. Dude, one time when, we, when I was a kid, we were coming home. And pulled into our driveway. Did you have a, yeah, your little driveway yeah. in the garage? We clicked on the garage button. All of a sudden, my the garage door just started going like... Like, it started, like, warping sideways. And my dad's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, going, shit, shit, shit. We're getting out of the car thinking, like, something fucked up. My dad gets a flashlight, looks at the corner where, like, the... The gears are? The, it, like... Yeah. It, the pulley is that, like, yep. pulls up a snake nested in it and when the garage door went up it, it got killed the snake ca- it got this snake got caught in it shook me up as a kid oh god that's so violent oh i mean yeah that would make you i mean if there's a just snake like in your garage like a sna- yeah so i'm always like when i'm in our garage i'm like is there a snake back here <laughs> like but the thing is i'm not scared of snakes if a person like put a snake on me i'm like this is fine this yeah. is safe this is yeah. a zookeeper this is a snake guy but a wild snake. Yeah, something that s- sneaks in. You think you could suck the venom out? Would you be able to do that? Would you have the wherewithal to be like... Yeah. What an insane thing to have but to does do. That, can that work? I think so. I think that's like actually what they say to do is you want to get the venom out. Because... I always love the... Uh, the, the, the You know the thing that's in a first aid kit where yes. it's like a venom sucker? Yeah. I used to love fidgeting with that when I was a kid. And I was like, what if you put it on your eyeball? I would have such intrusive <laughs> thoughts about it. Yeah. Um... But no, I you know what? Those... I also I've realized I'm never, I'm never gonna be a hiking or a camping guy. Ever. Never, never. No, not I'm done. Like, or not done. Like something recently happened, but like the idea of Lyme disease is not worth it at all. Oh yeah, that's a scary one. Or in ticks and stuff. Goodbye. Like, you ever, you ever had a tick on you? No. Oh dude, it's I don't the think I've worst. ever seen one with my own eyes. I had one on my my arm one time. And I got in the car and I saw it and I was like trying to flick it off and you can't flick them off. That like makes no I was sense. trying to like rub it and flick and I was like, oh my god, that's a tick. And you have to like grab it and fucking yank it out. And then sometimes the head will say, fuck ticks, fuck camping. I'm totally with you. Yeah. Never again. Maybe like glamping. Uh, like because I've debated like on getting the roof rack for my car. Like, You're gonna get it? I don't think so. Well, like, oh. I don't know. I texted Casey Neistat about. 
if I should get if he's had clearance issues because I've heard about people with the Defender. If you get a roof rack, you oh. can't enter parking garages, and I'm like, huh? Like that messes with me. But then Casey's like, don't get the factory one, and I'm like, well, I kind of wanted the factory one because I think it looked cool. But now yeah. Casey Nye says not to get it. I I think that's gonna make me uncool. Yeah, and but and then I thought like it would be cool if I was like. Out in like a pasture, like on someone's property, like a farm. Right. And I got, and we went camping on something like that. Yes. And I had a pop up tent on the roof of my car. What about like in a state park with a bunch of other campers? There's like a water hookup. It just yeah, doesn't sound fun. Hi- I don't want to go hiking. Yeah. It all just sounds like you can't shower. There's no bathroom. Yeah. Like, why are you gonna pay? Why are you gonna pay money? But all respect to people who want to go do that. If no you- disrespect. No. I'm kidding. I wish it was a surfer, but I don't want to go surfing. That's a big schlep, too. Any big schlep I'm not into anymore. Not the that surfers I ever have look been. so cool. You can't tell me you ain't not, you're ain't. you not looking cool if you're out surfing in, in the middle of a parking lot with your with your wetsuit halfway across your waist. Yeah, but it's just... Uh, you, uh, you spraying off sand. Yeah. That's the most badass thing you can do. No one is ever looking at a surfer who's like doing that stuff, like going, ha dork. Yeah. <laughs> Like camping, I can be like, all right, that's kind of nerdy. Surfing, I'm like, that's kind of cool. That's a hundred percent true. But like, if you don't have the DNA for it, like, some, you could just look at someone and be like, oh, that's a surfer. I don't think we have the DNA to be surfers. That's no. your whole day. You get to wake up, do dawn patrol, crack of dawn, get there before the sunrise, get in the cold water, yeah, and just like get pummeled by the waves all day. Like that's your whole day. Not, not for us. <laughs> what is the thing that we wish we could do, and maybe could do, and be those kind of guys as like an activity, like a cool guy activity? Yeah, drinking. I think we need like <laughs> we need like a cool guy activity, Mike, to do on weekends. That's not drinking. Well, we, it's something, something we can do on weekends. It's something like we go and do. Like what? Like bowling? Like you want to get get a bowling? Oh God, <laughs> we are bowling guys. <laughs> I used to have my own shoes in high school. I got pretty into my, it. My grandma was uh, in like a bowling league. It's I, in my blood. I, I think you found what it is. I think knitting club is your thing. You're... But, but but sometimes ex- people who are really good at bowling or people who are really good at bowling like scare the shit out of me. <laughs> who do you think you are? Or, I, I am. am. <laughs> you know. But I think your thing like. But I think there's a degree with bowling where it's like you're a good bowler. You're not gonna like do anything more exciting. How much do you think the most the best bowler in the world makes a year? Do you think he makes millions? You're the no. best bowler in the world. Do you make 300, any... 300 to five hundred thousand dollars? Being best the bowler. best bowler in the he world, he has to be having an active YouTube channel and uploading bowling trick shots. In a <laughs> That's re- what you think would pay them? Yeah, probably. I don't know if the bowling championship league has, but like the degree between, I bet the best bowler. If you go to the local bowling alley, go show me the best bowler and have the best bowler. At a professional bowling thing and have them bowl, they're equally good. No, no, they're no, gonna be getting, no. It's just strikes. It's just strikes. No, it's there's the no, pressure. They, it's not. There's not. It's not. What do you? Oh, you got a full turkey. Whoop de do. Like it, it's the thing is, it's like it's bowling. It's not getting us. It's making sure that you not not get a strike anytime. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. There's only a, there's only a certain amount of good you can be. If you can get like 10 strikes in a row. Like hard cuz you're going for like different little things. Yeah. That's part of the score. Bowling is just getting the strike. So you think like bowling, the people who are at the top of bowling just decide to be in the leagues that put you at the top of the league. They're just guys who get strikes a lot of time, a lot of the time. There's not that up there's not there's the variables are so slim in bowling. Yeah, it's either you get a strike or a spare, and that's it. Like, yeah. there's only so many outcomes. Huh. So for me, I don't, I'm not that like wild by it, but I guess we're gonna be those kind of guys because then imagine what is cool about hanging out with a bunch of people who also get strikes. I, I'm not. <laughs> I, I think bowling's fun because when you rarely go do it, and you get a strike. You're like, yippee! Yep. Like, yep. I I did it. Yeah. But like, if you are doing that all the time and just getting strikes, I bet that gets pretty boring. It's really there's no. It's not like chess where every game is infinitely different. Or, it's or like people, professional cornhole people, like whoop de do. Maybe you should stop playing cornhole because <laughs> you're that good if you're getting it in every time. Like, I think you played it too much. You've beaten the game. Yeah. Like it's time yeah. to take a step back and do something else. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good perspective. 
But uh, so are we gonna be a, are we gonna be guys who are gonna find a game? Well, I don't see what I. But I think you've already found it. I think knitting is gonna be your thing. Uh, like in the yeah. same way, where like Cody Ko goes surfing. I go knit. You go knit. Like that's you. That's as cool Maybe. as you get. Did I tell you I joined um, a Facebook group called Men Who Knit because I thought <laughs> I would. Uh, I thought I was gonna find really good knitting patterns on for there. men. Yeah, like a good knitting pattern. Yeah. for a men's sweater because all. Uh, the other knitting uh, groups I'm in, the patterns are for like just female sweaters. I'm like, what is a good fisherman's sweater? Yeah, turns out it was like a gay hookup group. No way. Oh yeah, yeah. Like under the radar, like were they posting sweaters? Like guys or... who were like knitting thongs and like it's just like, it, buddy, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. I could tell. I was not in the right place on the internet of where I should be. <laughs> All respect. <laughs> I, I was like, maybe this is not yeah. the Facebook group for me, <laughs> Men Who Net. That's part of my this new year resolution. I want to actually spend the time to do, like, buy the knitting needles, start the book club, go to the VHS store, get get more into the hobbies. You showed me basically all these hobbies, so I'm just kind of following in your footsteps. Yeah, but, yeah no, I think uh, you would like knitting. I think I will. I just need to go to the store and get the get the introductory materials. I've that been I like, need. but I'm not. But I'm lately. I'm just gonna like focus on my skills. No more collections. Zero collections. Like collecting things. Besides, uh, like Christmas Village, I I'm capped out on that. You know what's cool? To Halloween Village like capped out. Cookie jars. Those are cool. Cookie? Go oh, stop. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Collecting cookie jars? Yeah. You can't have that many cookie jars, No, though. you can. They're sick because you can, like, decorate Where do you put them? in your kitchen. They're, like, decorative. But they're, you'll get, like, a Felix the Cat one or, like, How a How many cookie jars? I don't know. You get, like, 10, 12. You, that has to look so tacky, Mike. You think so? You're telling me you're going to decorate your entire kitchen counter. I don't know what kind of girl you're going to marry, but hell no. Are you telling me that your entire kitchen counter is going to be filled up with cookie jars? Maybe like around the house, like on a mantle somewhere. Okay. Just like... They, they look like urns. No, no. They're like they're like artisan. They're pieces of art. What did, your cookie, what did your cookie jar look like as a kid? I don't remember, but we definitely had a cool one. We had two. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. We had a strawberry... Okay. Ours was a giant strawberry. Okay. Was our cookie jar. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure we had a giant fish. Okay. Which is also kind of weird looking back on it. I have a friend who collects them and he showed me his collection and it's like really cool. Because he gets these artisan ones that are hand painted. Like Disney made a bunch of them in the 50s that had these like crazy colors and they're it's like. It's too big. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just it's just something fun. I don't, don't, I like, don't the, yuck my yum. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just concerned about interior design, Mike. Oh, I know. You know, uh, uh, Carly and Aaron uh, called me today because they were recording their podcast. You know how they go through like Reddit posts and stuff yeah. where like yeah. people give their like honest opinions. And some girl had a big rant on there where she goes, "I hate going into people's houses and they have like framed photos of their wedding in their house." That's a little weird. And I was like, and they were like, I want to get Matt's opinion on this. And I was like, okay, one, I think everyone's entitled to do what you want to do in your own home. Hang up the pictures you want to hang up. But like, I'm, I real, but there was always something I've been wanting to get on my chest. I hate like eyeballs in living spaces. I don't think it's great to have a painting of somebody looking right at you in a main space. That's a really good observation. I think pictures of people. Or eyeballs are good in like transitional areas, like hallways, maybe going up the stairs. Or you should have photographs like this that are on something. Right. This is a set. Like we. This is just is this is a gallery wall. You wouldn't want this, Larry and Jerry, blown up in your living room, looking no. down at you while you're watching TV. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. And uh, I didn't know if I was going to be out of line or if I was going to hurt anyone's feelings on that. But you're entitled to your opinion, Matthew. It's free country. Thank you, Mike. What's what's the uh, clickbait going to be for this? We got to talk about something juicy. Oh, I really do want you know. Well, that 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 clip of us on TikTok went kind of viral of me th when they were like, "What's the biggest mystery that happened in your hometown?" And oh, it was like yeah. the disappearance of Susan Smalley and Stacy Madison, or Susan Smalley, yeah, Stacy Madison. And this is the book right here. What's that it I called? Got off Amazon. It goes the night. This night wounds time. Oh, I thought it was wounds by this guy Sean Sutherland. It's like on Amazon. It's is not this, wounds. Wounds? Wow, like wound? Like a clock gets wound? Wound? No, that's wounds. <laughs> wounds? I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm oh, kidding. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, you're all wound up. Yeah. How do you spell that 
word. That's the same way. Oh. Well, <laughs> I never thought about that either. Um, and I've been really wanting to, yeah, solve this mystery. Have you read that book in full? A little bit. I think I've read like halfway. It's it's pretty, I, and I've uh, uh, earmarked. Oh, pages where you're going to investigate? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting, but I just, I have this big, I need a lead. I don't want to start a podcast about these Did girls. you do any when you were home for the holidays? No. You said you were going to interview some people. I didn't have enough time. Too much uh, team family sports with green versus blue. Oh, or come off of it. No, it, it's, uh, it was the holidays. A lot of people were just busy. My brother and I, I think we need to go back and conduct some interviews uh, with some people. I'm just so worried about the the family, uh, the families of these people, and making sure that like I give them, deliver them like results, and that I'm not just profiting off someone else's tragedy. Sure. There's like a bit of integrity that I feel like I need to have if I were to approach uh, solving the mystery. This mystery. What do you? What What is your current hypothesis? Do you think they're still alive? Do you or do you think that they were? I want them to still be alive, but genuinely, I don't. I don't know. I think that they were trafficked. Into Mexico. That's the number one theory. Okay. But I still think that's a little weird because it's like Dallas, and I'm like, that's still like a far away from like this, like the border. But I'm trying to figure out my biggest next area into research is figuring out if there were similar disappearances that happened in that area around this time. Because I also heard about one that happened a few years earlier, a few years after, about some girls who disappeared from a mall in Fort, like outside of Fort Worth. Like some girls went to a mall, and is there a police report that you can pull and read? It's still, it's that they reopen the case. The night wounds time. The mysterious disappearances of Stacy Madison and Susan Small. Now, I want to clarify for some people who are on TikTok. A lot of people, because it wasn't really included in the edit, this happened on the last night of spring break in like 1988. These two girls went out, and they were never seen again. And everybody was tagging Adventures with a Purpose, which is the YouTube channel of those guys who go around and they search, you know, lakes and stuff, and they find abandoned vehicles. And yeah, usually there's a body I've seen in that. Um, but I don't know if I clarified in that story. That uh, their car was found. It was found in like uh, the North Dallas area, like I think near Addison and like Farmers Branch down over there. And uh, their 1967 Mustang was found. In the back seat was a boombox, their purses, inside their purses, their wallets, their possessions, everything, and a blue jean jacket draped over it. So they found it. So. Everyone just wants to know what happened. Yeah. Did you, so you feel like though you would put why you that I feel like they left their vehicle knowing that they would come back to it. This is a really good sentence in have you read the whole book? Uh roughly, yeah. Okay, well, there's a sentence here in the end where in the chapter about the solution as to what may have happened. The theories that are in conflict are A, the girls were abducted completely at random and against their wills by total strangers, or B, they willingly entered the vehicle of someone known to them who delivered them to what proved to be their final destination. Yeah. I think that they willingly did it because I think they thought they genuinely would be back. The other the other theory I read in here was that one of the girls killed the other one in a heated fight and then disappeared because she killed someone and wanted to get away with it. But that seems very unlikely. Yeah, that seems unlikely they were... I don't think... Because one of the girls was body. a little bit more adventurous and like, uh, I'll say rambunctious yeah. um, uh, than the other one. One was a little bit more tame and safe, yeah, but nothing to a severe degree where it would be like a motive for one of them to lash out and kill the other. Yeah, I think Jenny, I think I think weed was involved. I think that they thought like, oh, let's get in this guy's truck and we can like drive around and smoke weed, but like let's put our like purse and stuff like back in our car because we don't like if something happens, we don't want to get caught like right. with our IDs on us. They can't do anything. Right. Yeah. I don't know what the procedure is of like how big IDs were required back in the eighties or what. <laughs> But it's weird trying to place your thought mind process, yeah, in the t- a teenager in 1988. Yeah, back then you didn't. They also just drove around, um, like Webb Chapel or a, a big road um, down. No GPS, no. Yeah, texting, you just drove around. Just... It was like dazed and confused. You know, you yeah. just like uh, said hey to people at stoplights and pulled into parking lots and hung out. So I just hope I would get like a good solid lead at least. And not put myself in danger, but these women have to be are like in their like forty six. Their parents are like in like their late eighties right now. 
It's uh, really crazy that this even happens to people. Have you looked into if there were any um, weird disappearances that happen in Freehold? Uh, I have not. I don't know if I feel like there hasn't cold sure. cases. Oh, that's an interesting. I should look that up. Cold cases in Freehold, New Jersey. Because mm-hmm. what's fun about finding out cold cases in your hometown is you know where all yep. the spots and nooks yep. and crannies you you can place your your brain and yourself into those spots. Yeah. I just want need to buy a cork board and like some string you want and, to do and, the some, whole... and some thumbtacks and play detective. Play detective. I think... Out of respect, though, I'm yeah, not no. trying to like accessorize someone else's strategy. I, I get it. Tragedy. I get it. Hopefully, I am on to something. It's weird because I do big deep dives and then suddenly I get depressed. Like uh, it, uh, mysteries and like murders and stuff. It takes some guts and some skill to like. It's fun for a while. It's really difficult because you there is no answer. Someone has it. That's the, the frustrating part is that there is an answer. Someone knows what happened to them. Yeah. Oh, and wonder if that person's even alive. Or that person could already be in jail now. For getting never... caught for something else. Yeah. Well, that's as good a place to, to end it as it was. We started Hopefully with the disappearance. I'll get a great update for you guys next podcast. Mike, I love doing this. Guys, thank you so much. For listening and watching Hoot and a Half. Be sure to check out all of our other episodes as well as our other podcasts with Carly and Aaron called Good Influences. Also, I'm going to be posting a lot more on Snapchat lately, so be sure to add me on Snapchat. Follow us on Instagram. Comment what you liked about this episode. And yeah, hope you guys are having a great start to, 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 to your new year. Much love. Bye.